back to another episode of the Heart Square podcast. This week we had two guests from the Heart Square team, Joyce and Oksana. Joyce is a consultant here at Heart Square and Oksana is our practice manager. And this week we discuss the topic of building a successful project team. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, it's, I'm hoping it's going to be an interesting discussion actually because Joyce works primarily with, with clients, directly with clients, talking to them about the project teams they need to put in place, both for the project itself internally and looking across the team that we form with them. Uh, and then Oksana runs our practice, so she talks, she has that perspective of building the team that she has built you know, as a coherent team within Heart Square, and then also the people that she allocates onto projects and how she builds out the project. Um, secures a team to do that as well. So yeah, I think they've got those different perspectives, a lot of overlap, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. it. Should be a good conversation. Yeah, definitely. Me too. So um, we'll just get right into it. So and um, don't forget, if you do enjoy the episode, let us know by leaving us a review and subscribe so you don't miss our latest episodes. Hi, welcome back to the Heart Square podcast. Uh, This week we are talking about building a successful project team. And we are doing that with another two members of the Heart Square team, Joyce and Oksana. And before we get started, I wondered if you are able to both introduce yourselves, tell us a bit about your role here at Heart Square. So if I could start with um, you, Oksana, if that's okay. Great, thanks, Ellie. Uh, So I'm Oksana Mallet, I'm practice manager at Heart Square. And uh, as part of my role, I look after the team of our consultants. Uh, I look after resourcing of other projects, uh, which which also involves uh, a lot of recruitment. Uh, and I think uh, looking after the team, their well-being, and making sure they they are happy and they deliver good projects is a big part uh, of what I do. And this subject is quite dear to my heart. So um, yes, I'm looking forward to having a chat. Great, thanks Oksana. And Joyce as well, if you're able to tell us a bit about your role here at Heart Square. Yeah, thanks Ali. So I'm Joyce Harmon, I'm one of the consultants at Heart Square. My role is really working with clients to to help them understand, you know, what what that journey is they need to go on. Are they reviewing their technology? Do they need to look at what resources they have in order to be enable those technology projects? And really sort of understanding, you know, where they can start and what they can do and then helping them um, through, throughout that piece. So that's my main role. Excellent. Thanks, Joyce. So, yeah, so here today, as Ellie said, we're talking, you know, the overall kind of topic is around building a successful project team. And the idea is it kind of pulls together a couple of the themes that we have across HeartSquare. You know, we talk a lot about successful projects and project delivery. um, And we also talk very much about it being a people thing, you know, whereas some would say, oh, you're talking about technology. We actually, you know, focus quite a lot on the people side of or the people side of change, what it takes to to run projects and deliver successfully, and we thought by having both of you guys here, that gives us a kind of a bit of an internal and an external perspective. Because Joyce, we know I know you spend a lot of time talking to clients about the resources they need in place, you know, both to deliver a project itself and beyond. Um, and then Oksana, you know, obviously you run the team here, um, and again, building that team, that ethos is is you know it's vital to us. It's what we're all about. So I suppose you know. To kind of give you a big question to start with, but um, <clears throat> yeah, to get to get us running on the conversation, could you maybe 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 each of you just kind of give us some headlines on kind of why why from your perspective people are the key to successful projects? Oksana, maybe did you want to go first on that? 
yes, I think, well, we, it's probably first and foremost, we, we haven't invented a magic button to just turn on the technology and make it all work. Uh, it usually is a long, uh, sometimes painful process that involves a, a lot of people um, and ultimately people use the technology. So um, I think it's very important to to buy, uh, to get the right um, approach in place, to get uh, hearts and minds in the project right. So it's not just about uh, about implementing the technology because because people end up using it. Um, I think one of the examples I talk to to the team a lot is around uh, PMO and managing all of our sort of project management documentation, making sure the project is in control. And actually, you know, it's great to have, you know, we have to have, uh, you know, set set controls on the project and the right documentation. But actually, that by itself is 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 never going to deliver a successful project because ultimately you have to persuade, you have to negotiate, you have to get people's buy-in to be able to use that to actually progress the project and deliver. So I think um, it, it is really, really key to have the right people in place um, to deliver good projects. Joyce, I don't know if you've got something to add from your side. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I completely agree with all of that. It, it is all about the people because very often in organisations uh, where projects are not successful is if people feel the project's being done at them and not with them. So it is completely about the buy-in piece, that that change management piece and getting people to feel involved because at the end of the day, be it you know, whatever type it could be, a CRM project, a website project, whatever it is, they're going to be the people using the tech at the end of the day. And if they feel they haven't been engaged with, they haven't had a chance to voice their opinions, they're just not going to buy in. And then you could spend all this time and money investing in a new piece of tech, but then nobody really uses it or use it as they're supposed to. So it really, really does come down to the people. Also, you know, appreciating that not everybody's necessarily going to get what they want on, on projects. But again, it's, it's recognising that if, you know, people are not going to get some of the things they want delivered, you're having those conversations back with them to explain why. So again, they're bought into it. So yeah, it's all comes down to, yeah, communication with your staff and your stakeholders or, you know, in, in our case internally with the project team. So everybody's, you know, clear what what is happening and why. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because actually when we set out on projects, certainly some of the longer and the, and the bigger projects that we work on, the initial some of the initial risks that we identify are all around people. But actually what you're saying is, is the opposite side of that coin, which is that it's about the, the people are what, what's going to make the project succeed. It's, it's by no means a gimme that the tech is going to be fine, but there are lots of options out there that make, by the time a, a client's made a, good, a choice about technology, that's likely to be success. That's likely to be able to do what the client, what the organization needs. It's about actually how people adopt it. So you, when you're having those conversations and equally, Oksana, when you're putting together, because you put together the teams that deliver from our side as well, I know there's no kind of, you know, hidden, you know, magic button or formula, as, as you say, but how do you start to, describe building a successful how do you put a team together how do you bring the people together and form a successful team out of that i think uh the big starting point is is to really uh understand the the vision and the the purpose of, of the project or uh, the organization in our case i think we often say we've got one of the best teams we've ever had at heart square at the moment uh, and i think it it comes back to understanding the culture, maturing perhaps as an organization as, as the culture that we have and being really, really clear 
what type of people would would work and um, come together for a certain pr purpose. So the, the type of work we do, uh, the, the first question I always ask anybody wanting to join HeartSquare is about why, what, what is your motivation for that? And I think if we are aligned around that central purpose, be it you know, working for an organization or for a specific project, uh, I think the rest falls into place a lot more easily if we share that common uh, vision and common goal. Um, so that that's always a starting uh, point for me. I don't know, Joyce. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's actually a, a really really good point, and it kind of, sort of on some of the training programs that we run. And one of the points that came up actually in this morning session was it, it's around that cultural fit, as you say, and I agree entirely. We have definitely the, the team that we have a hard square at the minute is fantastic you know it's a great team it's a you know a really good fit a really good dynamic and that follows into a client and so when you're looking at for clients you know picking you know particular partners and things like that one of the things we also say to them is it's not just about the tech it's about the cultural fit and making sure that that works so I think that that's a really really important point not just from us and our team but you know, for clients when looking at, you know, either the partners they're choosing to work with or the makeup of their their teams, if they're bringing in, you know, other people either hiring in permanent staff or getting backfill or different things like that, making sure that everybody's kind of on the same page of what the common goal is. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Do you get do you get into those conversations at all? Because sometimes you talk about, I know we're talking with clients particularly about, you know, the makeup of a project team. And as you say, it is about having like-minded people involved. And certainly, Oksana, I've heard you talk about that a lot in terms of our team and, and when you're recruiting. What about the piece where we've maybe it's maybe it's historical now rather than currently, maybe it's a legacy, but where we talk about, you know, you get the naysayers on board as well. You know, you bring them into the project team. Is that still something that you see out there? And do you think that helps? Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's gone away. Absolutely. Because on every project you will, as you say, Rob, have have some naysayers and they are the people you, you know, you should go out of your way to engage with, because if you can get them on board and turn around their view and opinions, that really helps them with the uptake with, you know, for the rest of you know the, the team. So I, I do think that that's really important. But also on the flip side, not just the naysayers, the really quiet people. Actually, this is something I seem to be having a lot more conversations with people lately is just because somebody is in the team is a bit more quiet doesn't mean that their, you know, their input is in any way less valuable. And then sometimes they might have some really great gold nuggets of ideas and thoughts. So so absolutely getting on board the naysayers, but looking at the quiet people and getting them, yeah, getting their opinions as well is very important. Uh, and I think uh, to add that, perhaps uh, from the perspective of recruitment uh, externally to to Hot Square, uh, I think we look at uh, cultural fit and understanding of the purpose and our vision as a first point. I think the second thing we have to acknowledge that we have to invest in people. We have to, um, you know, the same as Joyce, you're saying within the project, you have to get people's buy in and it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, the same with anybody new coming to Heart Square. We are prepared. We have to uh, take time and it is a process to get people on board, to train people, to invest in inductions, to invest in training, to invest in mentoring and coaching. Uh, and we do uh, do a lot of that and have done over the years. And I think, you know, it, it does pay off. You you get that buy-in, the better understanding of our goals and objectives, better buy-in to, to the company and, and our team. Uh, but I think 
you know, even hiring the right people at the start, you know, that 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 doesn't happen overnight. They don't don't get to understand all of our visions and our culture overnight uh, at joining Heart Square. So I think we have to be prepared to uh, put in time and effort and, you know, it, it, it does all pay off. So I think that's really important as well. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point you make there about sort of the invest, investing in people um, side of things, actually. And would you would you say that sort of investment in people is really important? So for, you know, recruiting for long term success, because we know products are long and they don't just stop when things go live. Um, but is that investment in people important sort of for that long term success as well, would you say? I, I think so. Yes. I mean, I don't know, Joyce, you could probably bring it back to the fact we need to have a business case at the start. So we need to have that roadmap. It's not a project. You know, it's a combination of projects and program, perhaps uh, of investment. So the project doesn't stop on go live. Have we got the right people to carry on that change? So um, I don't know, Joyce, if you know, as we yeah. have business cases and, and setting it all out at the start is it yeah. is important. I think it's it's really, really important because um, very often what happens on projects is, um, you know, if you're going through an implementation and you're getting to that final you know, month or two before go live and then suddenly there's conversations around, well, what people do we need post go live? You know, because you've you know, you've had your setup and you've had your project manager and all your governance and all your different roles throughout, throughout the project. And it gets thought about far too late. Uh, you know, towards go live. So it is that you said, Sana, we're going right back to the start when you're looking at that sort of, you know, business case, looking at what you're going to do, looking at the resources you need for the entirety of the project and then ongoing because any new piece of technology or any system, you know, if, for example, if it was a CRM, you know, you're wanting people to keep using it, utilizing it and making sure you've identified who, you know, who wants to you know who's responsible for what roles who's managing the system who's going to be focusing on have we delivered the benefits um, and making sure that you have the correct roles and resources available I think that's a really really good point Rob did did you want to come in on that yeah no I think what what yeah what's what you've kind of picked up there is actually a, a question back I suppose which is from what Oksana was saying, she was talking about how recruiting into the company, into HeartSquare and into the team and treating that as, you know, that you have to invest and you have to put in the time up front, which I know she does. You know, when once you have somebody, you know, they start with us and there is a, a well-crafted program to introduce them to, <clears throat> to the culture of HeartSquare, the team and everything that we're doing. I wonder whether that is actually something that we should be suggesting is applied into setting up a program team and a project team. Because you're talking in the same terms about it being long term. It's not just the life of the project. It's beyond that. You have those roles. And maybe, you know, from my experience, and it's a little bit, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've been kind of down working with clients up front like that. But, you know, people were kind of just co-opted into the project and kind of expected to understand because they knew the company. Yeah, they knew the organization. But I wonder whether actually we should be talking more about bringing people into the project, you know, in the business case, bring people into the project, create that team and almost induct them into the project and the strategy that you're trying to deliver. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. I think it's a really good idea. I, I can understand why sometimes it, it doesn't get done on sort of client side is because then the first everybody goes to is, well, that's extra time, that's extra cost, that's extra you know resources. But they're not looking at it from the bigger picture point of view. It's seen as, you know, it's an we can't allow lots of time for them to kind of get up to speed with this. We, they need to get cracking on with it now. 
But it's definitely worth taking that step back and and saying you know, we're looking at the longer view on this and thinking about it right from the start so that it's not all last minute. Because I think clients would see a huge benefit to it. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it is worth, you know, maybe that's more conversations um, around that. Oksana, I'm interested in your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I think we we touched on that in the past where we see the need for training the team on agile or waterfall or be it any other methodology because you know there's several stakeholders managing a project and we've always talked about it will be really beneficial because usually not everybody on the team is up to speed with a certain method of delivery but i agree with rob we almost need to take it a step further you know if we're quite purist you know on prince two is is all about organization it's an organization by creating a project you're creating an organization and can that organization be slightly different to the organization from the client project or the technology partners culture? You know, does the project become a, a different almost entity that might have a slightly different culture? There will be certain characters, certain um, uh, you know, relationships there um, that, that is important to establish. You know, is the project you know, based on transparency and honesty and you know, um, good communication, you know, do we talk about those kind of softer skills to be on the project, what's important? And uh, yeah, I think unfortunately we don't often have the capacity to deliver that, but I think it needs to happen on some level uh, and shape or form. I think it's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because you brought in there another angle, which is about the, the technology partners, because they form part of that um project team that's going to, or program team that's going to deliver the success and as you said earlier joyce you know we talked to clients about the need to think about cultural fit you know you were talking about it this morning like you say on the training program you know it's not just about the tech they can bring it's about how they work and how they interact and it and building that yeah the way you've described you you're kind of bringing you know we we obviously see ourselves as working for our clients which as we do but nonetheless you know you're mixing a heart square culture a, a non-profit organizational culture a software supplier culture you know into one thing and actually taking it because you can't be you can't be completely aligned across three organizations like that but you can take people out treat the organization treat the project as an organization like you described and is that the way to approach building a successful team across multiple organizations maybe really interesting point do you think and, and oksana you were saying sorry about being sort of you know you, you talked about characteristics i suppose like the openness honesty transparency and i think the setting of expectations up front you, you find that key particularly like when you're preparing the consultants to go out and meet new clients or both of you actually when you're doing that absolutely, absolutely. i think maybe the most dangerous thing we can do is is to assume that you know everybody works in the same way as we do or is used to the same uh, ways of working i think it, it's not assuming anything and and sometimes there are obvious things and of course we will want to be honest and transparent and we've got our project integrity but we need to explain what that means and um I, I think it's really important to state those things at the start of the project it's part of that communication cycle and change management how are we going to achieve that but um, I, th I think there are important conversations to have without assuming what people expect on the project. Yeah, I just going to say, Oksana, I completely agree on the assumption piece because that's when things go badly, badly wrong. You should never assume anything. It's better to go away and ask the questions. And even if you get the answers you thought you were going to get, that doesn't matter. At least you've gone away and you've asked the question. So everybody's on the same page. It's kind of that, you know, setting that, you know, solid foundation right from the start so there's no you know 
disagreements or arguments or people are thinking different things. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think it takes confidence sometimes to to actually establish that, to talk about those things. I think it, it, it's great not to assume, but people come from very different backgrounds, different levels of um, experience, perhaps, uh, you know, experience of working on different projects. And I think it's having those open conversations at the start. How do you want to run it? What is the culture of this organizational project? Uh, it's important. So kind of having the confidence to do that, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I Sorry, Josh, you go. And I was just going to say, just really touching on from that point as well, I think it's on the assumptions piece as well, on the skill side of things, don't always assume that everybody has the skills for whatever the different roles are. You know, you need to be very, have very open and honest conversations. And it's a lot of what we do as well, sort of when we're speaking to clients is having honest conversations about where there could be skills gaps. You know, there's nothing wrong to say that there, there is a skill gap, because then you can do something about it. But never presume that everybody has the skills they need for whatever the different roles are within the project and you know sort of post go live because that often kind of gets forgotten about it's just like well they're going to do it but if they haven't got the right skills to do it and you don't enable them to get the skills they need well you're just setting them up for failure and you so it's yeah something else I think to think about yeah I think that's where in, in that scenario, like for a nonprofit organization, for a client, you know, understanding the various roles and the balance of skills and experience you need across a project team is really important because, as you say, you'll have some people there who are there because of their knowledge of how the organization works, what it has to do. And you will have you potentially will have some who have more experience of delivering projects and understanding how the organization runs itself. You need to kind of get that balance. And in the same way, Oksana, I know, you know, when you're working with the team, you are, you know, any any of us you know we have a certain skill set and we, we we seek to extend it in different areas and we always bring something to the table want to build on it and i guess the work you do mentoring and developing the team you know with their personal development plans and, and you know <coughs> i know it's not quite skills analysis but that kind of idea isn't it and then when you're putting people forward for projects you know when, when, when we're starting out on new projects you're looking across that i guess to bring to make sure people have got the the foundation that they need and also a little bit of room to 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 build and develop themselves as well, because that keeps people engaged, doesn't it, in a project? You know, if there's an opportunity that they see for themselves. That absolutely. absolutely. I think uh, it is important. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody does the same thing over and over again, it's great for experience um, and you become an expert at something. But, you know, we've still got surprises on our project. There's still, you know, uh, good surprises and bad surprises. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we learn, we learn, I suppose, every time. And I think it is it is really important to to feel that everybody is is learning. I think sometimes when we have tried to suggest roles within our client teams, certainly, you know, the, the, the big um, thing is that, you know, people in the client teams can develop and it's a big opportunity and should be seen as a big opportunity to be, you know, maybe to step up from their day job, you know, running a project is 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 such a different skill set and so many different skill sets required. I think we encourage people to step up because, you know, they, they would feel they're learning and and, you know, they're, they're frankly getting a fantastic thing on their CV, you know, so that that's an ad, added bonus of uh, running the project and being motivated by by the kind of educational developmental piece. I think it's really, really important. Joyce, is that, so that's something you see clients thinking more about now about the opportunity they can you know because 
recruiting and retraining staff is a challenge for any organization but certainly for, within the non-profit sector do you do you find they're talking more I, sorry we talk more about kind of you know beyond the project post the project ch the change management the benefits realization that's definitely something that we've been speaking about a lot more recently i was wondering whether that also applied in that people sense you know so when you are talking to clients they are beyond opportunistically you know they're actually planning this is a, this is the time to bring someone to the fore and actually to to connect them closer to the organization as part of their development to help develop the organization the, the project is almost like a catalyst in that respect yeah definitely i think it's more recently i would say a couple of years ago not so much to be honest um but definitely it is more coming to the fore and looking at that you know, taking that opportunity and because as, as Oksana has said, the project brings that you can show different skill sets that people have and how yeah, they can develop people within the project and then for that that longer term piece. Um, so, yeah, it is. It is. And, there's, you know, there's a couple of clients at the minute that absolutely the conversations are very much around, you know, this person is doing, you know, this, you know, sort of project lead on the role. But actually, there's some great things that he's been doing and we can then develop. He's much more engaged than he was before. This is a great opportunity to him. He's now learning these new skills and actually looking at what his role is going to be post go live is going to change slightly because of these new skills and these new things that happen throughout the project. And that's to the benefit of everybody. You know, that that person is now feeling much more engaged with the organisation. Um, you know, from an organisation's point of view, they're now able to do some new things they weren't able to do before because of resourcing wise. And it's a much more positive sort of view all around. So, yeah, definitely more a recent thing, but but coming up a lot more. And I, I do think going forward, it's it's um yeah, it's, it's uh, going to come up a lot more. And I think it's a really positive thing. Yeah, interesting. I, th I agree with you. I think it definitely is a, a more positive thing and it, and it plays back, actually plays the conversation back around to what we were talking about earlier in terms of viewing it, you know, viewing it like recruiting people in and developing, inducting them, developing them and taking it a much longer term view than the life of just the tech project. And I guess that's quite a nice analogy, actually, again, isn't it back where we talk, where we started out, we were talking about we it always used to be a, it's a tech project, it's a tech project. And the go live was the be all and end all. We had to get live. Yeah big push and everyone focused on that and now we're talking a lot more about it's a people project not a not a tech project the technical go live is just a milestone along the way of your change program and in the same sense for you Oksana when you're talking to the guys internally you know one of your challenges at times I know is to keep people yes they're focused on the go live of this project but they're also you're working with them beyond and, and above that aren't you you know on that longer term development of them and building that team internally alongside but beyond and outside of a project itself. Yeah, and I think I was just sort of going to add to that to say, because the word you just said, you know, change management, change management really wasn't talked about an awful lot before, kind of was a bit of a buzzword every now and then. But actually, on pretty much all projects now, there, you people are talking about change or, or, communi or communication, you know, badging as communication or change. And that is very much, you know, in all of the conversations now where a couple of years ago, it was only some clients that would really talk about it. But it's very much at that forefront, that communication, that cha change, that language being used. And I think that's sort of showing the direction of travel as well. Yeah, I think that's reflected across Oxana, isn't it, in terms of when you're looking at the characteristics and the skills that you want with the team. And I, I think when you're looking at training programs and things as well, you know, that is far more, you know, as you say, 
is project management, change management, two very different disciplines, interrelated, of course. Um, but are you seeing more of a shift toward, in terms of what the guys are asking for as well? You know, more of a shift towards change management now. Do you think? Um, absolutely. I think um, we we recruit. We often talk about recruiting project managers, and that that is an important skill to have. That doesn't go anywhere. But actually, as I mentioned at the start, you know, the kind of this, the pure project management discipline is never going to get us very far or certainly it's not going to deliver a, a successful project because people won't buy into us and simply won't use that tech that's gone live and been implemented. So I think more and more of the team certainly uh, talk about wanting to go and and have been most of most of us, um, you know, talk about going on change management, uh, doing change management qualifications is the people side of things. I think the team through the projects and the challenges I'm hearing, it is always all about, about the people. So the, the good things and the challenges and I think uh, the big breakthroughs we have on projects, it, it is when we get, uh, you know, the boards buy in, when we get the key stakeholders buy in, when, uh, you know, we get the communication right between the technology partners and our clients. I think those are the big the people breakthroughs, not not the fact that the technology has been, you know, able to do X, Y, and Z. So I think um, there there is certainly a lot more interest about the change, and I think I think it's also because um, they they have seen, you know, the the good examples when it is working, and I think it's great to have the qualifications. Um, sometimes, well, to to back up the 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 great examples of of change management and. Uh, for the guys who've done all the qualifications, they they bring it back to the team and we really uh, unpick what it means for us um, internally, what it means on our projects and what are the bits we can use, which is very um, down to earth sort of realistic um, examples um, that that does work on projects. Yeah, that's really interesting because it does, it plays into the, comp when we're talking about, because we're talking here about building teams, aren't we? And, we, and we'd touched on that kind of the you know the three the tripartite version of the heart square the organization the supplier and actually the partner <clears throat> and actually the thing that brings those people to brings the project together across those three organizations is the people and it's based on understanding of each other and trust in each other isn't it it's not based on you know tech partners don't kind of win a client business at business lead over because hey wow the tech's so good they We'll wing them over because they're like, oh, actually, they get me. Yeah, they understand what we're trying to achieve here. And it is that is the ethos and, and the shared purpose, isn't it? Um, and it reminds me, actually, I was, I was going to say earlier when you were talking, Oksana, about the why, you know, when you're talking to potential recruits into HeartSquare and you're talking to them about the why join HeartSquare and why we do what we do. And I know that we talk to clients a lot about, you know, and, and Joseph, I've talked about this in, in business cases that in when people are starting out on a change program, which is a significant undertaking, it takes a lot of effort and time and money and, and pain, frankly, for people to go through, deliver change. And it's really, really important to know that everybody involved knows why you're doing this, not just what you're doing, but why are we doing this and pinning, pinning, pinning everything onto the why, making sure that's the top of your comms is really, really important there. And it's nice to see that then reflected back into how people come together as well underneath that. Yeah, sorry, Ali, I think you were going to say something there. Sorry, I yeah, no, I was just going to say, um, yeah, it's like really interesting sort of points we're touching upon there and especially sort of, you know, the trust and the open honesty and things between, you know, us as Heart Square and, you know, the client and, and the technology supplier. And I was just, yeah, thinking about that in a bit more detail and how you would sort of advise or from your perspective how to get the best 
out of each other. So as HeartSquare, how do we get the best out of, you know, our clients and technology partners? But equally, how would a client, you know, working with all these new people on this new project, how do they ensure that they can get the best out of each other? Is there kind of some set things that you always comes to mind? Is it just about that trust or things like that? Um, I was going to say one of, I mean, there's there's lots of different points, but for me, I kind of all say it the same way as you do in your sort of your own life or, you know, it's about building relationships. You know, it's about taking the time to get to know that the people that you're going to be working with on on these projects so that you can have then those open and honest conversations, that you can have the difficult conversations if need be, because it's much easier if to bring up an issue with somebody if, you know, you spend time to get to know them a bit better to, you know, kind of understand what's the best way to approach them, because that's another thing when with working with, you know, either, you know, partners or the client or, you know, internally, kind of understanding the different dynamics and the different personalities, you know, investing that bit of time to understand that, because then you know how to approach different situations. So it's that sort of, you know, as I say, it's, it's in your personal life, as you would do with your work, it's about that building up that relationship and investing that little bit of time to see how you could handle those some tricky situations that could, could come up. And I think it it just makes it a bit easier. I don't know if Oksana, if you sort of, any thoughts on that? Yes, no, absolutely. I think, um, you know, from the governance and the project perspective, yes, we need to have all the governance in place and roles and responsibilities established. Uh, but again, the other side of the coin, that that's not going to necessarily deliver every time it takes time to establish those roles it takes time to build the relationships i think again you know doesn't doesn't sort of happen overnight i think uh it is important um you know wor working with our team certainly I, I appreciate you know how important it is to have empathy to to be able to listen to 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 bring it back to very personal as you said joyce you know personal characteristics and and uh, think things we we do in real life with establishing relationships just because it's a project and it's work situation you still have to start from the very basics you know be a really good listener and uh, and have empathy for people on the project because people have you know as um, this year has shown more than ever you know that the personal life comes into it all and we need to be able to understand what motivates people uh, and why they're on that project and have they been put on the project and they don't want to or are they lacking skills as we've mentioned before you know we might not have everybody who's had lots of experience on everything so are they kind of brave enough do they trust us enough to open up um, and and I think it, it takes time at the beginning of the project to really find all that out from all the stakeholders and, and get to establish um, where everybody's coming from to then start building trust uh, by, by being empathetic, by listening um, uh, and by establishing that relationship. So I think it, it does take time and it's a big piece of work to start with on a project uh, as well as doing all the kind of the formal stuff, the, uh, the project management side. But I think the softer stuff is very, very important. And I talk to the team a lot about that, that just take your time, find the way the way that's going to work for you, you know, what's going to work for one person, you know, by email, the other person might never read their email, so they, they need a call or maybe when we can have a face to face meeting and that will break down some of the barriers and you'll start to understand what what motivates them, you know, why why they're there on the project. And it's really, really important. Cool. Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting point and something, you know, it's really important you know to think about is you know that investment in the time up front to really get to know who you'll be working with where they're coming from their attitudes and their perspectives even you know not 
outside the project and inside the project, how they feel about it um, is important and can understand that can really help sort of build that successful relationship and therefore projects. So um, I think that's a really great point to end on, actually, because um, we could talk for ages about this, but um, we're short on time. So um, I just want to thank you both for joining us today um, for a really great discussion. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks, Ellie. Thank you. So we really hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Joyce and Oksana discussing all things project teams. Absolutely, yeah, I thought that was a really good uh, discussion, actually lots of good points they pulled out. Um, a number of highlights for me, but I think one of them around the fact of appreciating that, you know, you've got three different organisations making up a project team when you're working with, you know, a client, working with Hardsquare, working with a technical partner as well. Um, each of those organisations will have its own culture, which is something we talk about a lot. And it's, you know, you can't change those. It, what's really important is to be aware of it and to make allowances for it, you know, to consider it up front. Um, but to think, you know, to work on the fact, you know, to expect it and then work at the fact that you have those different cultures. I think that's, yeah, it's a really good point that came out. Yeah, definitely. And I think one thing that I found quite interesting um, as well was when Joyce mentioned about, you know, um, how to create successful teams and work together and the relationships. I found really interesting that she mentioned about just taking it back to sort of basic human relationships and approach it like you would any any friend or, you know, colleague and without kind of the politics of work and things like that, which I think, you know, that's sort of how you, something that you don't really think about. They just take it back to the basics. Um, so I found that bit really interesting. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode and uh, we hope you did too. So um, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you get notified of the latest episodes and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter by searching Heart Square, where you can find loads more content on the themes of leadership, digital culture and capability. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.